All right. So hi, my name is Stacey Chalemi, and I am a speaker, a author, and I'm a 20 times book selling author, and I do coaching. And I've spent the last uh, 25 years of my life uh, working to help others. Hello, and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi Ewafo, and I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. started my career a, a long time ago. It all began, um, you know, when I was a uh, child, I had, um, my mother heard a, ch- a chattering sound from the back, from my room and she went to check on me and she saw me turning blue and I was in a grandma Caesar. So she actually, um, she called the ambulance. They rushed me to the hospital and they found that, um, I had uh, recently I had a uh, virus um, and an ear infection, but it had traveled to my brain and it turned into encephalitis and I was induced into a coma. And they told my parents, probably if I if I lived through this, I would probably be paraplegic or I would have severe brain damage. And um, I was in a coma for four days and my father was by my bedside. He, he's from Greece and he's from a small island there. And he was thinking about the church he went to and there was a statue in front of the church. And he, um, they used to have teardrops that rolled down the statue's eyes. And he had that visualized in his head and he was praying that I would be okay. And when he looked up, a teardrop rolled from my eye and I was actually, uh, I opened my eyes up and I asked for McDonald's French fries. Um, I didn't have severe brain damage and I didn't, I wasn't paraplegic, but I did end up with epilepsy. And my whole life was kind of like a roller coaster ride. It was a, a difficult journey to to uh, endure, and especially in college uh, when I had the late night studying and the stresses of doing well. My seizures had increased, and I had uh, it was very hard. I didn't at one point I didn't know if I was actually going to be able to uh, even uh, be able to finish college. And so I wrote a letter into a magazine where there was a, uh, it was uh, devoted for people with epilepsy. And I asked people, how do they cope with this disorder? And to my surprise, hundreds of letters from all over the United States and Canada came and people just uh, asked me, you know, told me their stories and they were very inspiring. And for the first time in my life, I realized that I wasn't alone. I realized that there were lots of people just like me out there. And I actually learned from these letters letters. And I was able to use a lot of the things that I learned. I applied it to my own life and I was able to finish college. I got a job in in New York City with a big corporate uh, company. And um, one day, unfortunately, I, I felt a seizure coming on and I was looking around trying to see if there was anywhere for me to go that no one would see me have the seizure, but there wasn't. And I fell to the ground and I had a seizure. I was awake during the seizure and a producer actually walked over me and kept walking. And I couldn't believe it at that time that they would just walk over me and 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 not even help me. And then 30 minutes later, um, I was actually released from the position. A co-producer came over and said, oh, I'm so sorry, but um, you know, you don't meet the qualifications. And we both knew that that it was because of my seizure. And um, so I didn't let it get me down. I just, I just, you know, I just walked out of there with my head up high and I said, you know what, this just wasn't meant to be. And I knew there was something out there that was actually meant to be. So I continued my journey and I started to write 
And I started to actually, I created a blog and um, actually, I and I met a actual herbalist and he needed a lot of research done. And I was doing a lot of research on natural healing, healing the body, alternative methods. And I started applying a lot of those things to my own life. I'm like, wow, these things could actually help me. So I, my seizures went from like 12 seizures to nine to eight, seven, six, five, four, three to being able to be controlled. And I realized by changing my lifestyle, by changing the way I ate by by adding supplements into my my daily regimen and changing a lot of different things in my life, I was able to actually improve a condition that was actually um, really a, a, a huge uh, obstacle in my life. And I continued, I created a blog, like I was telling you, people were very interested. They came on and I immediately had like 400 views at that time. And I was, I was like, wow, you know, people really want to hear about this. And I realized that, you know, I don't have to just talk about epilepsy. A lot of these things apply to everything, anybody with any kind of condition from anxiety to, um, to diabetes, to any kind of condition. And I, you know, so I, I started my journey. I started writing books and my first book was Epilepsy, You're Not Alone. And that book uh, taught people, you know, I included the letters that I received and I included the regiment that I created for myself that helped me. And the book did very well. People were buying it like crazy. And then one day I, I opened my email and I had a letter from somebody and they said they were on the verge of suicide. They read my book and they had, uh, followed what I said, and they actually had uh, decided not to commit suicide. They had a purpose in life, and they were doing what I said in the book, and it helped them um, move on in life. And right then the light bulb went off and I realized how powerful the wisdom of words are, how if you, you know, what you say to another individual, how much it can inspire someone and change their lives. So nowadays I focus, I do a lot of speaking events. I focus on helping people one-on-one -on -one, um, by doing, and also by doing speaking events. And then I launched three books this year uh, during COVID. I had written the Empower Yourself book. And this is about empower yourself. Don't let your conditions empower you. And what that means is basically any obstacle in your life, no matter if it's stress or anxiety or fear or diabetes or whatever the case may be. Um, I taught people in this book how to simply change their life and learn how to overcome obstacles and overcome fear so they can live the life they deserve. And I created a um, journal because I feel journals are very, very powerful and it's a great tool to help people. And I made the positivity and gratitude journal. And while COVID was going on, I said, you know, I wrote this book 20 years ago. I need to re-update re it and revise the book. So I rewrote the book, Epilepsy, You're Not Alone. And those three books are out right now. And uh, you can find them on Amazon. And, uh, you know, I, I focus my life on helping others. You know, my goal is to help others improve their lives so they can live the life they deserve. Because I feel everybody, you know, that's struggling in life and going through challenges, and we all go through challenges, and we all have a story to tell. There's always a healthy way to deal with these obstacles. And that's my goal is to help these people, you know, out there who want to learn how to improve their life, who want to live the ideal life that they have in their head who want to accomplish their dreams and make it a reality you know i'm here to try to show them how thank you so much stacy that is powerful that is really really very important by the way i'm, I'm sort of like to to hang on an important part of it now that you do all this what is your satisfaction what is sort of pulling you ahead to continue to do it 
it's my passion. It's something that inside of me, it's something that invigorates me. You know, when I wake up in the morning, I just have inside of me, there's something that I just want to help others. I, you know, I, I went through so much my own, my, my, through my own obstacles in life. And if it wasn't for the people coming out of the woodwork, when I was at my lowest times, I wouldn't be where I am today. So I, I kind of want to give back what, you know, I, I wouldn't be, you know, at level 10 if it wasn't for so many people who came out and helped me when I needed my that help. And I want to, you know, give back what others have given to me. Uh, but you see, when you were doing the explanation, there was something that actually sort of um, struck me, but I just sort of mm, let it down. But I'm, I'm going to ask you something about it. Mm-hmm. So when you had a seizure, I don't know, you were uh, doing an event at the time, no? Then there were some people that just walk over and they didn't um, care about you or something like that, no? Then at the point, they told you that you were not qualified for the competition or for the selection. And so tell me more about that. What, why was that the situation? Well, you know, that occurred in the 1990s and, you know, early 2000. Um, I guess it was in the 2000s, early 2000s. And life was different back then, you know, in, in 2010, 2014, 16, you know, um, people, you know, uh, did not have the same mentality that they do now. Um, the generations were different, um, you know, between the era of 1990 to early 2000s, even 1980, you know, people, what you don't know, you fear. And yeah, I think when people, you know, when, when they see a seizure and they don't know what it is and they see, they, you know, they fear it. So the best thing to do is for a, per, a many people, it's not the best thing, but for many people in their head, they think the best thing to do is if you fear it, to run away from it, you know, and, but it, it's, it's the opposite. When you fear something, once you see something that's scary, you should approach it. And, you know, and especially when it's another human being, you should help that person. But I, you know, there people, you know, people react differently. There are people who would, you know, right away come in and, and try to help. And then you do have those people who, you know, think about themselves and think about, you know, how it's going to affect them and or they just don't want to deal with it or they fear it. They don't understand it and they try to run away from it. And, and especially with epilepsy, there's a lot of stigmatism in the world. Um, people deal with it every day. I hear stories all the time, but it's gotten better over the course of the years, but we still have a little way to go, um, especially with epilepsy. You know, people stigmatize people, but it's gotten better. You see people with disabilities and people with disorders uh, and people treat them better. They give them better opportunities, especially in the United States. You know, th there's a lot of job opportunities. There's a lot of um, organizations that have a lot of programs to help people with disabilities. And so the world is definitely going in the right direction, but we still need people like myself to, to push it. So it, it does, it happens, it, you know, it continues to happen and it doesn't get, you know, stuck and, and it doesn't stop because the more you push something, the more you verbalize the importance of change, the more likely the change will occur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We hope that more changes actually occur in that direction because it is very important it is our humanity that we are talking about. So it is essential for us that at least everybody is given a chance to be able to express themselves. You see, I think that sometimes when the rules are set up, particularly looking at uh, maybe the post-industrial revolution where we just have the human being designed like a, a kind of a mini machine, you just you are good at this. That is what you are going to do in the whole of your life. 
you're going to be working for a company who is going to be paying you until you enter pension. Of course, in that arrangement, if you sort of uh, are disabled in some area, or maybe you are not able to perform in certain area, you are looking upon as if you are going to be thrown away. The entire you is going to be thrown away. Whereas we are supposed to look at the human being like it is not just the eyes, but the human being that have the eyes also have the nose. If the problem, if there is a problem with the nose, maybe we can substitute for mouth. What I'm trying to say is that we should appreciate all of us, all of what make us, not just because I cannot work anymore, so I'm useless. I'm not useless. So when you talk to people of that have maybe some disability, what do you hear them feel? What do you hear them talk about as sort of concern from the way the society look at them or talk to them? I think I think the biggest concerns that people have is not they don't want um they don't want empathy, you know. Uh they they want to be treated just like everybody else, you know. People don't want to feel like they don't fit in with society and sometimes by people's behaviors they make people feel like that. You know, everyone needs to be able uh to understand that just because someone isn't the typical um person they might have certain things that aren't they might have certain conditions or their physical aspects you know on the outside may not be perfect and you might notice some differences or just by the way they talk or slur or think you know you could see that um that there is something you know um that happened to that person that that person is you know it's 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 kind of um not making that person you know your typical, you know, uh, uh, you know, per, uh, societal, um, human being that we all plant in our head, but I actually, you know, it's, it's, it should be really thought about, you know, um, there is no perfect person. The word perfect doesn't exist. And there is no, how do we, you know, we only go by what, because of what the majority of the people look like or act. And we think that's normalized, but everybody has a right to look feel and act the way they want to. And, you know, we are who we are. And it's not the physical aspects that make up a person. It's who we are inside that makes up the person. It's their heart. It's it's their, you know, the goodness, the, you know, the intentions of that person. That's that's what we should, we should be focusing on. You know, we have lots of great people out there. They may suffer from conditions. They may suffer from, you know, um, deformities that, that they encountered. But, you know, we shouldn't judge a person because of that. We should look on the inside of a person before we we stop to judge someone. You know, you need to really think about who they are as a person. And, you know, and, and until you walk through another person's shoes, you will have no right to to give to judge them, to voice your opinion and to say what they shouldn't and shouldn't be doing, because you don't know until you walk through that person's shoes what they've gone through in life and how they feel as a person. And we should respect that person as is, not for who we think they should be. That's, you know, that's the, your own opinion. And you should be whoever you want to be, just like everybody else has the right to be whoever they want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we were to maybe look at uh, the superhero in our films, we see that these are people with disability at a certain point because they were not born like that. It right. could be maybe they were uh, in a science experiment, uh, experimenting, doing something on their own, or maybe they are victim of other situation that instead of them dying, they transform. 
mm-hmm. and they become super human, <laughs> as it were. And everybody come to like them. Oh, you know? are you talking of Iron Man or talking of uh, the? You see, but what I'm actually I'm trying to say here is that if we allow each of us to make the best that we can make up without the societal, without the be over judgmental, without because we are just slightly different from the norm. Yeah. For this, I'm going to suffer the consequences for the rest of my life. I need to now learn to pretend to be like whom I am known. No, it's not supposed to be like that. If, okay, sorry, I've lost my eyes, but can I still talk? Maybe I can still use that to better humanity. Exactly. I am not, I cannot run as fast as I used to do because I, I don't have legs. But what if I can just uh, stay somewhere and begin to type computer? I can still help somebody. I can still help myself. Right. So I believe everybody is useful. Everybody. As long as you are a human being, you can be useful. You cannot be a useful as a president who is maybe fly airplane or who is a scientist, for example. But in your area, with your circumstances, you are useful. There is an, an adage, uh, a guest of mine said one time that when the gods sent a blind man to the battle, that blind man is expected to win, but he's not expected to win as the people that have eyes win. He's supposed to win as the blind men do, because blind men also go to battle. So right. which means that each and every one of us has potential that we are coming into this world with. Yeah. Whether you are lame, whether you have fully, um, part of your head is broken, whether your nose is broken, that is not, that is in fact, that is actually part of the design. If we were to look at it from divine, uh, from a kind of a divine perspective, as it were. So this leads me to uh, something I, I really like to ask you, which is mm-hmm. overcoming our fear. Because now it is us, those of us that are actually in that role, that are going to challenge ourselves. We are going to ignore the society almost. Yes. But for us to do that, we are going to overcome our fear. How do we do that? Well, I say the first step, we have to acknowledge the issues that we're dealing with. A lot of times people fall into denial. And when you fall into denial, you try to lie to yourself or you try to put it behind you or repress your emotions or repress the problem and try to, you know, you think if you if if you don't think about it, it's going to go away. But the problem will always persist. The obstacles will always persist. They'll be there and you will still struggle in life. So the first thing you need to do is acknowledge that they are obstacles that you need to deal with in your own life. You have certain problems, you know, and these are the problems that are causing you the emotion of fear. And then you need to accept that those issues that are going on in your life that you're fearful of, you need to, and you need to also accept yourself and learn that, you know, we, there is no such thing as a perfect person. We all have our issues, every single person on the planet. And we need to accept ourselves for who we are. And then we need to love ourselves. And when you start to begin to love yourself, when you can go in the mirror in the morning, when you're about to wash your face or brush your teeth, and you can look in that mirror and actually like that person who you see, then you're making progress. And the biggest thing of overcoming your fears is to face your fears and to work on your self-esteem and your courage. And I, I teach that in, in my books 
I teach that on stage and I teach people the 10 steps to build in self-esteem and courage. I talk about, you know, how to move forward in life because once we de develop the self-esteem, we develop the love for ourselves, we accept, you know, the problems and we face them. We're moving we're moving forward and we are strengthening ourselves, we are liking ourselves, we are we are going towards the right direction where once you start to face the first fear and you you accomplish overcoming one obstacle, you will strengthen yourself as a person and you will learn from those experiences and you will be able to move forward in life and facing obstacles and facing your fears won't be as traumatic, you know. We go through traumatic events in life, but if you ever think back, you'll realize that no matter what we go through in life, we always, you know, it, we always come out at the end, you know, okay. Um, you know, it may take some time. The road might be rocky, but overall we get through it and it's learning how to face these fears and to, you know, and like I said, by by working on your self-esteem, faith, courage, wisdom, strength, and hope. You know, those those are characteristics that you, you know you need to connect with and connecting with your inner self as well. You know, a lot of times we don't realize, but our inner instincts, our self inside, always gives us the answers. It's learn how to connect with your inner self, your wisdom inside, and being able to understand what you need, understanding what your heart wants. Because to me, it's not the brain who tells us what to do. It's it's our heart who's always talking to us. And if we learn how to connect with our inner self, we will be able to understand what our body needs and what we need to do for ourselves. And that will also help us along the pathway of overcoming fear, of strengthening ourselves, of becoming a better person, getting to the point where we understand how to live life and endure our obstacles and overcome them because it could be very it could be very trying every time you move forward and you feel like one obstacle leaves you and then another obstacle knocks you down and then but you have to gain the strength and learn how to get up each time those obstacles come and by learning different techniques and by learning different strategies and framework and, and having guidance, you could learn how to overcome obstacles and not let them get the best of you. So you can move forward and live the life you deserve and live that ideal life. And, you know, and just because, you know, a problem occurs and we go through a rocky road, the life, you know, there we still have, you know, our life doesn't end. We, you know, we just have to learn how to deal with these obstacles and not fall into them. Because if you, if you let them get the best of you, you're going to end up falling into anger, frustration, um, depression, sadness, hopelessness. And these are things we don't, don't want, we want to avoid. So there are different tools and different guidance to help you move forward so you can learn how to overcome obstacles and learn how to face your fears because that's the that's the the main step is learn how to face your fear and once you learn how to face your fear you will be able to move forward in life and a lot of the, the steps i just mentioned to you by accomplishing those those things and learn how to accomplish those things you will be able to face your fears and overcome your obstacles thank you for that uh, stacy uh, now, before we move to the tool, how people can overcome their fear, but why do people, uh, some people, remain where they where they fall? You see, it is not even the question of falling. Falling is just normal. Mm -hmm. uh, when you live, uh, when you are standing, 
the next most probable thing that is going to happen to you is that you are going to fall. Whether you fall by yourself or somebody falls you down, it's just natural. The question is, some people don't rise after they fall. They remain there and begin to justify a look for a way to cuddle themselves while they remain on the ground. So that is a question. Why do some people do that instead of maybe just in the normal cycle of you fall, rise again? You are probably going to fall again, but don't worry. Then you are going to always try to pick yourself up. Let me understand that. Well, again, it, it, everybody is different and how we react to problems. Every individual reacts to problems differently. And a lot of times the root cause is it goes back into childhood. Um, many people don't realize, but from the moment you come out of your mother's womb, from the moment you're, you're your family cares for you or the people who are involved in your life care for you, your, you know, the behaviors, the, the, the experiences you go through in life, the, the good ones and the bad ones, the trauma, it all affects you. And a lot of times we, we think about the, um, we, we remember the traumatic events more than we remember the good events. And for people, over 70% of the, of the, of the population comes from dysfunctional families. And for a lot of people, if you come from um, dysfunctional family and you were either emotionally or physically abused or, you know, or you had traumatic events in your life that occurred sometime during your life, a lot of times, you know, um, it could really um, pull you down. And some people, you know, if, if some people are always told that, you know, you'll never amount to anything, you'll never be able to do this, you'll never be, you can't do that. People start to believe it. Or if you have a traumatic event in your life, you know, you could have, you know, um, it could affect you in many ways and um, it could, it could carry, it carries through life. So the best way is, is if you, if you're suffering from, from, you know, or sometimes you just get beat up so many times, you know, you, you, you fall down so many times, you, you just, you just don't have enough in you. Or if you hit that that barrier where you can only take so much in life. And then after that, it's like you you get to that boiling point, just like a, a pot of water. When you can when the water is really hot, eventually it's gonna boil over if you don't shut the flame off. So before that flame shuts off, we need to get you help. We need to go back to the root cause. We need to, we need to, you know, we need to also release a lot of those emotions because a lot of times we repress emotions in our, and, and we do, we're embarrassed to talk about them with other people. And when that happens, um, you know, the problems persist. And sometimes even unconsciously, we have these emotions going on and we, we don't even realize it until it get, we get to that certain boiling point. And then we just can't, you know, handle much more. So that's why coaches are very good. Therapists are very good. Writing in journals is a great way. If you don't want to, if you don't feel ready to talk to somebody or go to a support group, um, you know, writing in a journal, expressing how you feel on paper is very therapeutic as well. And these are things that could help you overcome these obstacles and strengthen yourself. That faith, courage, wisdom, strength, and hope that gives you the, the those characteristics all combined give you the momentum and the strength and the courage to get up when you fall. Um, so writing, I want to believe now, is one of the tools that is available out there to help people sort of heal themselves. Because I really look at it as a kind of a healing process uh, when you are writing, because 
it might appear that it, you are doing something only with yourself. You just did with a pen writing or in a computer writing, but you're actually making a lot of a lot of things happening there because you are communicating, you are processing information, you are sort of taking it out from your head to the paper. That is not a simple thing to do. Okay, we don't. As human beings, we are very complex as it is. Mm-hmm. And we are also very sophisticated. So most of the things that we do that are very sophisticated, we look at them to be very ordinary. But it's not even very ordinary to think of the fact that we have to do all that thinking, bring that thing that we are thinking about, and communicate it in a way that somebody can pick it up, and that person suddenly starts to laugh. You see, that is not even very simple. It's because we are complex and we are sophisticated that we don't think those things are, are, are important. So how do we actually use that? How should we use that more to heal ourselves, to sort of make ourselves better in the situation that we might find ourselves? I mean, for people who are not right at them, I don't understand it, but you can still share with us. Yes. the um, One of the things that you know I found very valuable, even for myself, was I used to write in a journal. And then when... Um, a lot of times things would just pour through my head. All of a sudden words and emotions and and things would just come from, from out of nowhere. And I'd write those things down. And then when I would get to a certain point where I felt like I've overcome this and I'm at a new stage in my life, I would rip it up and I would throw it away because I've just, I felt like I, I've, I, I have overcome that problem. Yeah. And I also... <laughs> I want to just say that one thing we have to realize too is the power of positivity and gratitude go a long way. You know, many people focus on the negative and instead of focusing on the negative, we need to focus sometimes, you know, take the negativity out of our lives, take the negative people out of our lives, take, you know, anything that's pulling us down to release it from our lives and focus more on the positive things. Cause a lot of times we don't, we're not, we don't have the, we, we for, forget, you know, the concept of gratification and being, and just having gratitude for the small things in life. Sometimes we don't realize, but the, it's the smallest things in life that mean so much. And we don't realize it until it's taken away, you know, just being able to go outside and smell clean air and to look at the grass or the flowers or to look at the trees and, and to feel serene. You know, these are things that were, are given to us as a blessing. These aren't things that, you know, that we should take for granted, you know, granted, you know, the, be, be, the fact that we are able to wake up each morning and, and enjoy life and enjoy the small things in life that, that bring us happiness, you know, we should really focus on the things in life that make us happy and then be, have gratitude for it. And, you know, sometimes we have to write it down, you know, and say what, you know, and that's why I have the journal set up the way I do is because it makes people really think about the little things in life, the things in life that bring them joy, the people in life that we sometimes when we when we have people in our lives, we we take them for granted, because we know they're there all the time. But you know, if they weren't there we would we would miss them dearly and life wouldn't be the same. So sometimes we have to stop and give gratitude to them. And those are two concepts that are very powerful. And those are two concepts that will will help you move forward. Because if we have negativity in our life and we have negative people and negative things in our life that are pulling us down, we're not going to be able to move forward unless we release those things from our lives. 
Now, for people that are listening to you now, they, they want to sort of uh, get connected to you. Uh, they want to get your book or participate in your program. How can they do that? You, I have a website called stacychilemi.com, and that's S-T-A-C-E-Y-C-H-I-L-L-E-M-I.com. And you, on that website, I have um, all the different things that uh, are available, such as my books, uh, coaching, my speaking, where you can contact me if you want to do a speaking event. I have um, a, a blog that has over um, 5,000 articles talking about natural healing, talking about um, all different types of uh, ways to improve yourself and, and naturally. And um, they could also find my books on Amazon. Amazon is the easiest place to find my books. And I suggest that for people. And, um, you know, that's a great website. And, and I have the blog where I, it's called thecompleteherbalguide.com. And you can go to that as well. And if you contact me on, on any of the social platforms, I'm on all of them, like Facebook and Instagram, you can find me. And uh, I do virtual and I do um, in-person uh, speaking events. So if people are interested in having me speak on a specific topic to help people either overcome fear or positivity or lots of different topics that I can, you know, focus on, um, I would be happy to. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. Now, very briefly, uh, what would be your final thought here to conclude the conversation? I think people, you know, there is a solution to every problem. And, you know, sometimes we need clarity and we need to focus and, you know, and not get ourselves so overwhelmed. A lot of times, you know, we tend to get very nervous when a problem comes. We get very stressed. And when that happens, it's very hard to focus. It's very hard to, um, uh, you know, find a solution. So sometimes, you know, I suggest meditation is a great way. If we can meditate a little bit, like 15 minutes in the morning and maybe 15 minutes before we go to bed, that's a that's a great way to clear your mind, to help your focus, to also connect with your inner self and to connect with, um, you know, life in general. So when you finish meditation, you have a clear understanding of who you are, where you want to go and what you want to become. And, you know, people, everybody has the ability to overcome obstacles. Everybody has the ability to face their fears and overcome their fears. And it's not something that happens overnight. It's a step-by-step -step process, but with the right people guiding you and giving you the proper framework and the proper guidance, you could accomplish more than you think. People don't give themselves enough of credit. They don't realize how powerful of a being they are. And you also have to, they have to realize that everybody has a special beauty within them. We all are number one. We all are special. We all carry beauty and wonderful qualities within us. And we all need to focus on finding our passion, finding our purpose in life, and then acting on it. Thank you so much. Uh, I really do appreciate that. That final part, particularly, uh, drive is driven home. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. I You're appreciate welcome. It. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate our review overhead podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehe Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you in the next episode.